Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, and today I'd love to talk to you about decision-making. Decision-making. How am I going to act? Am I going, what am I going to make a decision about today? What am I going to do? One of the things that influences our decisions the most is the concept of making a decision that will cause us some level of pain. Here's a decision. Oh, I'm not going to eat meat anymore. Decision. Oh, it's got pain. Hmm, maybe I will eat meat after all. Oh, decision. I'm not going to have alcohol anymore. Hmm, it's got pain. Maybe I'm not going to make that decision. I'm going to accept a bigger job. Oh, more stress. Hmm, I'm not going to make that decision. Hmm, it's cold outside. I think I'll stay inside. I want to avoid pain. The thing about making a decision that avoids pain is that there is no life on earth that has not got pain. So when we start making decisions to avoid pain, we start making decisions to avoid life. When we start making decisions to avoid life, we don't make the, the, the right decision. So we say, should I stay in this relationship or leave it? Well, if you say, by leaving this relationship, I will have more pain than I have when I'm in it, that decision-making process is now being corrupted because pain has become the metric by which you're making that decision. Now, pain should never be the metric by which you operate the decision because pain and pleasure are equally balanced. And if you avoid pain, you avoid pleasure. If you seek pleasure, you attract pain. So by having a pain included in the, mat in the mathematics of the decision, you must also include pleasure in the mathematics of making a decision. So the four column process, which is the emotional shower, is basically summarized as pain and pleasure. What are the pleasures? List them down of this decision. What's the downside of those pleasures? In other words, what's the pain in those pleasures? Third column, what's the pain? List them down. What's the pleasure in those pain? List them down. And that will come, uh, help you transcend this uh, weak and gutless uh, proposition that I'm going to live my life to avoid pain. Because pain is part of living. It's part of pleasure. And it's really important not to let the uh, overwhelming perception of pain being more than pleasure be the influencer of your decision-making. However, pain is a really, re really, really, really needs to be defined uh, because it needs to be differentiated from the concept of suffering. What is suffering and what is pain? Well, <clears throat> pain is discomfort, challenge, chaos, hurt, that has a period of time in which it will expire. So if I bang my thumb uh, with a hammer, I'm in pain. I will go to the hospital, I will have it treated, and I know that after a period of time of painkillers and injections or whatever they do to fix it, the pain will go away. That's pain. And we human beings can cope with masses of pain. We have work pain, financial pain, relationship pain. We can cope with masses of it. However, 
if I hit my thumb with a hammer and then handcuff my hand, handcuff myself to a post and therefore I can't get to the hospital and I don't know when I'm going to be able to treat my thumb and therefore I turn the pain into a, an un, unlimited and uncontrollable amount of time. I turn the pain from a pain that I can deal with, with my humanity and my strength, to a suffering with which I have no control. And that's when our decisions become really, 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 really messed up. Because if you say, I'm going to do something that's painful for the next hour, let's say go for a run, and there's pain and pleasure in that run because it's going to hurt, but I'll get fitter. So you automatically do an emotional shower on that topic. But if someone said you're going to go for a run and uh, let's say there's no end to it and you get halfway through it and you think, well, you know, 10K was enough, but at the end of 20K, so you think oh, in the back of your mind, well, 20K is how far I'm going to run. At the end of 20K, somebody says you've got to run another 20K. And, it, and you think to yourself, well, okay, 40K I can cope with. But at the end of 40K, they say there's another 20K. And you suddenly tweak to the fact that this person is not going to tell you when the running is going to stop and you don't know when it. And then it turns to suffering. And when pain turns to suffering, we leak energy. We leak fuel. It's like an aeroplane dumping fuel over a city. When pain turns to suffering. So let's say you're in a relationship and you go, uh, something like this, and this is a witnessing I've had myself and with others. You're in a relationship and you start to say, oh my God, this, this person I'm in a relationship is really mean. You think to yourself, but if I do this, this and this, they'll stop being mean. Oh, great. So they're being mean and you give them a bunch of flowers or you give them a box of chocolates or you give them back rub or something and they stop being mean. And you go, oh, that worked. So the meanness is pain because it has an end time. You can stop it. You say, I can stop this. But after a bunch of years of being in that relation, you suddenly realize that that person's going to gravitate to being mean no matter what you do, no matter how many flowers, how many chocolates, how many back rubs, how many head scratches, how many sexes, that person will always end up being mean. And then the pain turns to unlimited length of time of being with a mean person which is now gone from pain, which is tolerable, to intolerable, which is called suffering. And once it flicks over into the word suffering, there is no pleasure that backs off the end of it. So suffering is when we leak fuel. Like, suffering is when we get exhausted. Suffering is when we get tired. So we can be stressed and call it pain and say, I'm stressed this week, but next week I won't be stressed. And therefore we call stress a pain. We can label all sorts of things pains when really deep down they're, they're suffering. Stress is a suffering because we think we're going to get rid of it by going on holidays. We think we're going to get rid of it by uh, doing backing off next week. We think we're going to uh, get rid of it by doing three days hard work and uh, of stress and then one day we're going to have a weekend off. But the weekend off never replaces and fully recovers from the stress and therefore we end up suffering on the weekend as well because we don't because we can't do what we want to do because, uh, in order to recuperate the three days of, of suffering of stress and so we, we get into this uh, delusion 
that, and we can therefore we can make the big mistake of calling a pain, uh, calling a suffering a pain, which means we put an end date to something. You know, you can't change people, so a mean person is going to be mean for the rest of your life. And so the question is going to be: Can I live with a mean person for the rest of my life? Is that uh, is that a pain or is that a suffering? If it's a suffering. You're going to drain your energy. You're going, to, you're going to end up being exhausted, sick, or broken down by living in an environment where meanness, which you call suffering, is how you've defined it as pain, hoping it'll finish, but it won't. So we have to be really mindful of uh, decisions about coming and going in relationships and coming and going in jobs. Because, for example, if, somebody, if you're in a job and your boss is an ass, and really doesn't like you, and takes a, a, an unconscious a, a discriminationally, discrimination against you in your work, and you go, well, I, I, I can handle this pain because I'm in an unconscious discriminatory environment with a boss that gives me the shits and, and I give them the shits because I know my boss is going to retire in two years. Fine, it's a pain. If the boss is young and they want to have a career in that company and your career is reliant on their career and you're always going to be in the environment with that person, then your job becomes suffering. And when your job becomes suffering, which means you wake up every morning going, I just don't want to go to work, or let's say you're a kid and you're going to school and you, you, you get the realisation that for the next five years of your school life, you have a bully at the school who picks on you, that is called suffering. If you have a kid at the school that is nasty to you and it's painful, that's, a, that's part of the evolution of your life, learning to handle the bullying and learning to step up for yourself and learning to be strong and all these things. But if, you, if it suddenly goes from being a pain, it happened yesterday but it won't happen tomorrow, to it's going to happen to the rest of my school life, then it turns to suffering. And that, then it becomes a self-deprecating, self-sabotaging uh, uh, force. So pain and suffering, the, the, although they're very similar, we, we can't torture a person inflicting pain. What we can do is torture a person inflicting pain for an unknown amount of time. And that is how you uh, flick pain into suffering and how suffering is a form of torture. So we wouldn't self-torture ourselves, though therefore we wouldn't suffer. And so uh, defining things that go on in our life, like um, uh, a, a marriage breakdown uh, as being a form of pain, is a really important uh, witnessing, a, self, a very important self-awareness. Because then we don't treat the other person as a criminal, we treat them as someone we need to get to the end of a, uh, an experience with. We say, in 12 months' time, uh, uh, I will be free of that person because all the legalities will be done, and therefore I won't have to suffer them after that. I can actually deal with it, because then, it, then uh, even 12 months is just pain. It, but if it's for the rest of my born days living with that person, or for the rest of my born days perceiving that I have to be bullied or pushed around by somebody, that's intolerable, and we will self-sabotage and take ourselves off the planet. So there are many stories here about people having accidents and and crashes and uh, 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 on their bike or, or people who go through a really bad business period and they bounce back. And that's because they, they, do, they put an end date. They put an end game on the suffering and, and uh, on the pain. 
And so it didn't become suffering. So they say, well, I've got a bankruptcy, and if I do this, this, and this, I write that off, and I start afresh. That means it's only pain. And we can tolerate masses of pain, but we can't tolerate masses of suffering. Suffering drains energy, as I've said. Suffering uh, prevents us from storing energy, as I've said. The suffering ends up um, stopping us in some ways building energy because that, then it becomes self-sabotaging. Because why would I suffer forever uh, uh, and, and go around building up my energy just to go and suffer some more? So pain and suffering and relationships at home, are, this is really important, choices around jobs. And this pain and suffering paradigm really influences so many of the decisions we make. And so I think structure, it really helps us limit the, the time frame in which a pain has to be uh, tolerated. So uh, what I would say at the end of this podcast is this, don't avoid pain. Look for the time limit. Um, if there is no time limit, and if you can't say this will finish in a certain period of time, then it's migrated to suffering. And then there's need for a reaction. But if there is a time limit to it, uh, just um, learn the, that there is a pleasure and a pain, that there is a pleasure happening somewhere and a pain happening somewhere else, and that's called life. And the pain will go away in a fixed period of time if you choose it that, and you can start a new pain and a new pleasure. But if you can't put a time limit on the suffering, on the pain, it becomes suffering, and then you go into self-deprecation. And self-deprecation is the single biggest problem we all have because that means we stay in places we shouldn't stay. We, um, we uh, get nervous about things we shouldn't get nervous about and we worry about shit that we shouldn't be worried about. But ultimately, it leads to uh, the, 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 the self-sabotage. Um, uh, and self-sabotage means we're not on purpose, we're not a role model, we're not leaving an immortal impact we're not doing any of the things that our heart and soul really want us to do, and therefore we'll take ourselves off the planet some way or another. So anyway, food for thought. Um, if this brings up some stuff and it's uh, aggravating or you feel disturbed by it, please text me. You know how to get in touch with me through the website or whatever, and uh, let me help you through any perception that you're in suffering and move it into a pain or help you move out of the environment that's causing your suffering. This is Chris. Have a great day. Bye for now.